Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Deans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So this week, we're talking all about sexism in parenthood and how different the expectations are. Um, I mean, I guess we should speak from our own experiences, but yeah, just for like mothers and fathers in a heterosexual relationship. But um, yeah, it's really interesting because I feel like I knew the pressures of motherhood going into it. And in some ways, I do feel it. And in other ways, I don't really. Um and kind of the expectations that we had about fatherhood, I feel like we've definitely see manifested. Like, I feel like with motherhood, there's kind of more of a range of experience um, that you kind of anticipate will happen. But with fatherhood, I feel like there still is that rigid idea of like what it looks like. And it usually is like giving dad a trophy for fucking just for being literally there. anything. Just yeah. literally anything. Like, oh, you know how to change a diaper? Oh my God. Like, wow. Yeah. Great dad. It's crazy. I mean, like, yeah, because there was a time where I went for just a walk in the neighborhood with Just Blue, and so many older people were just, like, applauding me, saying, you're a great dad. And it's like, they don't even know, like, the type of parent I am. I'm literally just taking my child out for yeah. a walk. That's, that's like, the bare minimum. Yeah. Which is, like, insane that, like, there's so much pressure put on put on the mothers, and then for, like, men, it's like, we get all this celebration for literally doing the smallest of things, which is... I feel like it's so backwards. Yeah, it's like, I feel like, like, we read a couple articles where people said that, you know, like, you shouldn't feel lucky because your husband or your partner is present because that should be the expectation, but I definitely do feel lucky. Like, I mean, I guess maybe that's kind of also, like, as much as we feel like we want an equal partnership, like, we're very much aware of... Um, like the societal pressures or norms um, that kind of fall into parenthood and so I do feel like I'm lucky because Dan is so present and like that kind of just tells you like how low the bar is set for fathers it's like you can feel lucky in comparison but that's like not where it should be though you know what I mean like like it should be like I should feel lucky you know if he goes above and beyond equal but I'm Mm -hmm. I feel so lucky because it feels very equal I mean which I do though yeah, I mean, actually, Dan does do a lot. Like, we... Okay, so, like, I guess to kind of back it up, before we had Blue, like, while we were pregnant, we definitely talked about what our expectations were, and I would 10 out of 10 highly recommend that you do do that with your partner because you would be surprised um, just how many people don't because they assume that they're on the same page, you know, like, because your partner treats you like an equal doesn't necessarily mean that when, like, push comes to shove that they'll actually like carry their own weight that they don't expect you to take up most of it and so I would definitely recommend having the conversation but we talked about it and um yeah I think we just kind of decided that it would be equal and especially in Blue's early years that we would be doing things together and then if kind of the trajectory of like where our work and like personal life is right now like if that continues to happen then in the future I would kind of be I would continue to be the main breadwinner and the person that works more and Dan would be the person that, you know, like wakes him up for school, like makes him lunch, like takes him to school and like picks him up from school and takes him to activities and like things like that. Um, Just because of, I guess, like the roles that we have now, but granted, Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's going to look like in like five, 10 years. So that was kind of our expectation. Yeah. For me, I was like, 
that that was the expectation but then after seeing everything they had to go through just to bring him into this world i was like dude i need to like do as much as i possibly can because i mean like you you did so much to bring that life into into this world and i feel like it would just be so unfair like because even breastfeeding alone looks so difficult and like mm-hmm. it it's it's exhausting like the whole process of raising a newborn or i mean we're only at three months so like we don't know how much it can change but like for the three months like it was so exhausting you know yeah. what i mean and like breastfeeding alone was insane and i just felt i had to do everything in between and like i just felt like it was not even just like a duty it was just like i as an honor to you because that was insane you know what i mean yeah. and i didn't have to go through that pain i didn't have to you know get a scar on my body and stuff like that but yeah. like so I felt like I needed to step up to that play, even though we did communicate it earlier. But like, it was just seeing all that whole process. Like I really, really drilled it in that I need to step up. You know yeah. what I mean? So. And I was like, honestly, genuinely very impressed. Like he is the swaddle master. Like I cannot swaddle for crap. Like, like literally a, yesterday. I, I do him like a burrito. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> no, he swaddles so well because when I, like when I was recovering from my C-section in the hospital, like immediately after giving birth, like I literally couldn't get up. So mm-hmm. like I couldn't really get up to swaddle him. So he's the one that learned how to do it like from the nurses and stuff like that. And he's the one that was doing, or I guess you. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm right here. Yeah, you were doing all of that. And so yeah, swaddle master and like you change like all of his diapers pretty much like i would say like 99 percent of his diapers the one percent was when i threw my back out playing basketball and i like was bedridden it was so hard like dan couldn't do anything yeah, for like two single three days. for like a few days and it's so hard like honestly like i mean i knew that like single moms like really put in the work but like it is but hats off exhausting like, like yeah. we do everything together. I can't imagine doing any of this alone. Yeah, no, it's 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 nonstop. Mm-hmm. It's non nonstop. And so yeah, basically like Dan really stepped it up and I was very, very impressed. I still am very impressed. Um and I think that I guess, like, something that I wasn't super aware of, because granted, we don't have a lot of parent friends, so, like, we don't really have too many of these conversations about, like, you know, like, what were your expectations and, like, kind of different people's experiences, because we also weren't very, um, I guess, like, versed in, like, the parenting world, like, in terms of, like, following other influencers that are parents or anything like that, and so we were reading a couple of articles, and they were talking about how, um, like, it's not just that, like, there's like such a low bar for dads and like maybe dads don't want to like do their part like that is very much possible but also on the flip side it's a double standard because for a lot of moms that do end up putting in a lot of the work then it's kind of hard to give up that control and so like when dad does come around and he's like hey like okay let me you know do my part then it's like okay no like I put in all this work like you don't get to come in here and just steal the show and also it's like I don't trust you to be able to do it Mm -hmm. the way that I should be able to do it and honestly I felt that like I will admit like I felt that at the very beginning like we talk about how you know like this is both our first child and like nobody really knows the right way to do anything it's just your instincts that kick in and so it's not fair to say like I know the right way and you're doing it wrong but like I genuinely felt that way at times and I still do sometimes like I feel like I know better Maybe just because I think that as his mom, I do. But it's like we are both an equal parent Mm -hmm. and like both of our ways of raising him should be valid. But 
yeah, so it's, it's interesting because I, I guess I just discovered that a lot of moms do feel that guilt, but also, like, control. Yeah. About, like, Don't want to give up that control. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And so, like, I get it. Like, I, I feel like I feel that way in other ways in my life. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, I don't really feel myself being very controlling or, like, wanting, like, the validation from blue and maybe it might be different when he is older and he kind of has like more of a preference for like either parent and i also read that that is normal and it happens and it sucks and it hurts but it passes like Mm -hmm. kids just go through phases where they're all about mom all about dad or like just one parent over the other and it passes so i already anticipate like sometimes blue will smile like way more at dayon and then he'll look at me just blankly and i'm like what the heck <laughs> like it sucks it really really sucks but yeah. like so i get it like i get it's that it's not personal yeah it's not personal and like i get why if you're putting in 99 percent of the work and raising a child and then, then like, fun dad comes through yeah like fun dad comes through and like you're trying to put them to bed and then all of a sudden dad gets home because i mean that's the thing too is that Usually, you know, if you're working like a nine to five and you come home from work, then that time where you come home is usually when your child's going to bed and obviously you want to spend time with them. And so then it's like fun dad. And so like, I totally get how, you know, like you work in, like you work all day and then dad comes in and you kind of unload, like you don't realize that you've been harboring this resentment all day because it's so yeah. hard. Like the work is so hard 100%. that like your partner walks in and it's just like oh my god like i can't believe like you i need you to just deal with this and it's like whoa like what did i just walk into so i mean it's rough from either ends and every couple is going to be so different and how it is that you're going to approach it and i really think that the best thing is just communicating to your partner and like even when you did did throw out your back like the moments where i would have to go do something and i would just be like oh my god like can you please just hold him and like I just feel myself like projecting all this stress mm-hmm. onto you because mm-hmm. because I was doing so much that I was just like yeah. you're doing none of it that like the moment that I can get to myself it's like okay like you just like you take him off of my hands mm-hmm. you know so like we don't know too many parent friends but we know a few and it seems like a lot of them are in a situation where it's it's once it's more one-sided like where mm-hmm. the mother is doing most of the work but then with corona one of the go-to-work dads is now a stay-at-home dad and still doesn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, still is like, no, I'm too tired to change a diaper or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. which I found was, like, so interesting because it's not... It's not really about, like, oh, well, I'm going to work and I'm making all the money. Like, it's just about, like, oh, it's too hard or, like, I'm too tired I don't want to do it and that's, like, not my job or not my duty, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting that, like, that's that's a generational thing and and i guess like some people could say it's a, tra- a traditional thing but it's it's kind of interesting that that still gets passed down yeah i you feel like I mean? it is cultural as well like we both come yeah. from cultures and i mean i think most cultures that exist today like it's very much that like the mother does the child rearing they're like the person that runs the household and like dad brings home money and like that's exactly the situation that i grew up in Mm -hmm. um yours is kind of different like both your parents worked but yeah for me it's like my mom stayed at home and raised both of us and i like that's why like i get the whole mom guilt thing and like about not being able to give up control is because like even though you want like i know for my mom like she's talked about it with me like even though she wanted my dad to do more in terms of like like helping to take care of us at the same time it was also like not really being able 
to like trust him to do it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so would she give up that control? She probably wouldn't, right? I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I think like I know my mother wouldn't. Like she would want my dad to do more, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't give up that control. Yeah. of being the mother that does everything. I think for my mom, it was more of she really wanted the recognition. Like I remember growing up and her always like making sure we knew like how much she did for us, and it was so annoying to hear when we were growing up. But like genuinely, like I look back and. It's, I mean, now being a parent, like, I understand, like, I can't imagine, like, raising two newborns, essentially, kind of at the same time. Like, me and my brother aren't twins, but I was conceived four months after he was born. Mm. And so, so it's literally so soon after, and your work, like, raising one child is so much work in and of itself for, like, the both of us, doing it by yourself, and then being pregnant, and then doing it with another child is just ridiculous. Yeah, and, like you're still going through the first child going through yeah. everything that they have to go through you yeah know I mean? so like, it's like i like i know that my mom really drilled it in us that like you're gonna give me the validation that i seek and i mean i did after i like grew up and i realized how much work she put in i was like yes thank you so much for everything mo- you did the moment we facetime after blue was born she's like ah you see now yeah, and I was do you like, have yes. more respect for me yeah but i think it's like Maybe I'll feel later. I feel like a lot of these, like, kind of really strong emotions that kind of align more with, like, societal expectations um, that honestly are quite sexist. Like, I haven't felt too many of them. I think the one that I definitely haven't is, like, the guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, We read about how a lot of moms feel like they are just really guilty if they, like, let dad do something or if they step away for, like, two hours. Um, I I don't feel that at all. I think from, like, pretty early on, like, I would have appointments or I'd go to physio or I would go get a massage and it was just things that I needed to do for myself because I very much understood that, like, I went through something major and I need to take care of my body and that if I'm going to take care of Blue the best that I can, I need to be on point. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I would take, like, an hour or two here and there, and, like, Dan would watch him, and I would just have, like, we would either just have, like, breast milk or formula that we, like, <laughs> panic bought. That we stress bought in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, so, like, we would just have that, and Dan would feed him if he needed to be fed, but other than that, like, Dan's was fully fine. capable. Yeah. Yeah, like, fully capable of taking care of him. Yeah. In the same time, like, our relationship is so different because... We're not, like, the the typical, I guess, like... We do both work from home. And you're the breadwinner, you know what I mean? So it's, like, yeah. there's, like, that whole reversal. We turn, like, every, like, gender norm on its head, yeah, I feel like, sure. in our relationship. So I just want to take the time to talk about Policy Genius. And if you don't know what it is, it's an insurance marketplace. And you might be wondering if you can even get life insurance right now, and you absolutely can. It makes it really easy because it's all online. All you have to do is head to policygenius.com and you can be working to figure out how much coverage you need. And then also you get quotes to find the best price. So they handle all the paperwork, all the red tape. And if you don't know what life insurance is, like it is actually very important. We both have it. Basically, if anything should happen to us, then Blue is taken care of because he is somebody that depends on our income. It's not really for you. It's really for the people that you care about. Well, it can't be for you because you're dead. Yeah, it can't. So (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's policy genius. They help you get life insurance, which is really, really important. I know we've said this a million times, but we put our money where our mouth is and we both have life insurance. So it's a must, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so if that is you and you need life insurance, then make sure you head to policygenius.com right now to get started and you could save up to $1,500 or more a year just by comparing quotes in their marketplace. Policy genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Get it. Hey. <laughs> So continuing the conversation that we were having before, like there is this like idea, this concept that like dad is a babysitter. And we read it in so many articles. It's like really interesting. Like where it's like, oh, if mommy feels a little bit exhausted, try handing the baby over to daddy. Like ask if, yeah, I read that. I was like, ask if, ask if your partner wouldn't mind. Like, and I was like, what in the hell? Like, where do you... How, and, like, I I just, I don't know. I think, like, it's just so different from how we live our lives, but also, like, what our expectations are. And I am very much aware and, you know, respect that this is, like, this is very much people's lives that we're talking about here. And, like, I don't want to come off as, like, judgmental, but I feel like, you know, if that parental structure works for you, then that's cool. You know, if you've talked about it and, like, you know, mom wants to take, like, the grunt of the housework and it's acknowledged that that is real hard work and dad wants to do all of the money-making business, then, like, that's cool. If that works for you, that's cool. But, like, what I read and also what we have experienced in conversations is that that's not a very happy place Mm -hmm. for both people. You know, it's not just the mom. It's, like, also the father. In one of the articles, they interviewed a few men that say that they wouldn't mind being a stay-at-home dad if it wasn't looked down upon. Mm -hmm. Society is built in a way that it does kind of make it not only tougher for us, but where it feels like, oh, like, you can get judged for it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, so you're not making the money or you're the stay-at-home dad. Because, like, I mean, what we've talked about is that that's the trajectory that we're kind of working towards. I feel like now it's shifted a little bit because I feel like now, like... I think we both want to retire as soon as possible and then, like, mm-hmm. commit to just raising, like, Blue or any potential children together. Yeah, well, I think for us, it's, like, really early on when you first asked me, oh, are you going to be a stay-at-home daddy? And I think my initial thought was how that's not something that you see a lot. I feel like that's, like, when you when you see, like, your family and just, like, generationally, like, it's always, you know, the, the father makes all the money and the woman stays at home does all the cleaning cooking and you know takes care of the child and like i'm just there for like you know to buy him toys and have fun and like Mm -hmm. maybe play sports with them or you know things like that and i never i think like that made me sad when i thought about that because it's like that's not where i want to be if i wanted to be a hands-on father you know what i mean like i wanted to be able to like give him lessons and to just like you know do everything that i possibly can to -hmm. be there for my child no matter what you know what I mean and and like but obviously it's like I want it to be as shared as possible too you know what I mean mm-hmm. I don't want it to be one-sided at all mm-hmm. so that's where I felt like I needed to step up to the plate and like I know that you would we would both just be doing it as much as possible you know yeah. so that's kind of like where my head was at. I never felt I think I, I felt it for a little bit like the embarrassment but like it passed pretty quickly because mm-hmm. when I was like nah fuck it like this is this is what like this is our baby like it's ours you know what i mean so like why would it be one-sided because you know somebody tells me that's how it should be you know what i mean just because i walk into a men's bathroom and there's no change table yeah (laughs) which is kind of what sparked this whole thing was because like 
I posted that on my story and people were like, oh my goodness, like I didn't realize that. I never thought of that. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. it's usually like from the mother's perspective, they go into the, the washroom as a woman's washroom. It always has a change table. Yeah. Right. And then when I, when I like had to change blue a few times going into a men's washroom, I'm like, oh fuck, they don't have a change table. I got to change them in between the sinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like, and that's the thing is also like, I am also there during all of this and I'm very much capable of going into the women's bathroom and changing him. But I'm I almost don't very, let you too. Yeah, but that's the thing is that like we have the ways that we would do things, you know, and it's yeah. like, it's not that I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to do it. But it's like, that's, that's what Dan does. And it's the same way in which like, I don't like I take the grunt of like feeding him, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's like, even if we're feeding out of a bottle, usually I do it. And it's like, I'm better at feeding him and you're better at changing him. Yeah. And we just accept that like, there are things that we're better at. And you know what? I think what I really like about our dynamic is that none of it is because we don't want to do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just because, like... I'll be honest, though. Sometimes I don't want to change his diaper. Really? Yeah. Because um, you're just better at it. And then sometimes... Like, now it's better because he doesn't get as upset. Just practice. Yeah. In the beginning, <laughs> he would get really upset. And I'm so much slower at, like, one swaddling and two changing diapers and so like he only has so much patience and so then he'll increasingly get angry and i just didn't like to do that and so i was like yeah dan just that's that's you but it's a learning curve yeah and so like now he like is a lot more patient he like actually smiles and he's like so cute on like the table and he like is happy that i don't mind because it just it's slower so i was just like i'm adding to your discomfort and i don't want to do that (laughs) one of our big arguments in the beginning was because every single time he would get changed he would like be scream crying essentially And I think one of the big arguments was that we were both very exhausted at this time. And I forget how it initially started, but I just remember saying, like, I get the bad blue and you get the happy blue. Like, I'm like, I get the one that scream cries because I have to change his diaper and you get the one that, like, feeds him and makes him happy and go to sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, and I'm the one that has to deal with, like, the screaming, crying and... Yeah, that was interesting. And then that, yeah, and then for me, I was like, okay, well, then would you rather me feed him and then also change him and do all of the work? And he was like, no, like, that's what I, like, I want to do it. It just, it sucks. And like, I want you to acknowledge that it sucks. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it sucks. Like, but yeah. I just felt like I had the short end of the stick. I think but that's like, the thing, too, though, is that like, I, th- I think that if I was doing all of it, I would be bonding with him a lot. And there would be a lot less opportunities. For you to bond with him because like if you just think about how his time is divided it's literally sleep eat change mm-hmm. that's it that was really it in the beginning and so it's like if you're not getting in there then it's like you're i mean you can hold him and you might take naps with him but if i'm doing the grunt of the work then a lot of that time is just me and blue mm-hmm. so i think for you like part of it was also correct me if i'm wrong but part of it was also that you really wanted to have your thing that you could like bond with him hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want... And that's why I feel like I don't want to give it up. Like, I don't want to let you... I don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to change the diapers no more. Yeah. Like, I want you to do it. Because, like, I don't want to change that dynamic that we have. And I don't want to lose that opportunity of actually having that, like, proper, proper bonding time. Because even reading articles, like, a lot of them are geared to mothers. Like, yeah. there's barely any, like, daddy blogs, so to say. You yeah. know what I mean? And And the ones, the ones that do the only, like... Like, especially the ones when you read about, like, bonding with your newborn. And, like, the only one that's geared to a father is, like, 
maybe try skin to skin every now and then. And that's a great way to bond with your son, right? Which is, which is. Which is, yeah. <laughs> 100%. But it almost seemed like that's the only thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I feel like there's so many ways, like, just being there. Yeah, like, a lot just of... burping um, him and, like, you know, holding him nonstop and changing his diaper. Yeah. Like, those are all ways to bond with your child. Yeah, like, a lot of, um, like, a lot of the info that I get about, like, new parenthood and stuff is actually surprisingly from Instagram, and there are real, a lot of really great, like, resources, and, you know, obviously, like, mommy bloggers and stuff like that, and a couple of them that I did see did address how, like, a lot of fathers in the newborn phase just feel kind of useless or, like, left out, and I think, like, that's maybe where, like, you know, if they're not being able to contribute for whatever reason to like part of the child rearing then like i could absolutely see how you would feel like okay like what am i doing here because it's all about mom and baby right now you know like if she's feeding him if she's changing him like they're bonding and like what is my role so i think like a lot of yeah interestingly enough a lot of kind of the content that i did see was about your relationship with your partner and like being able to like still nurture that Mm mm-hmm but, like, I feel like for us, it was, if anything, we were just both directly trying to nurture our relationship with Blue and our relationship to each other was... We just, did everything, in, like, together, though. Yeah. But right. I think, like, what I will say is that seeing Dayon really, like, live up to everything that we talked about and then some, like, definitely made me be like, wow, like, you're going to be, like, a fantastic father. Because obviously, like, I know that you are very capable of, like, loving and, like very generous in that way but I think the responsibilities was something I was kind of like oh I don't know if like you're gonna really own like live up to that yeah which is which is a first because I (laughs) I make many empty promises yeah (laughs) or I mean I mess up on certain things that I say I'm gonna do so but like the one which is great that like I follow through yeah but like the one thing that you're very good at is loving and like I mean that's what a child needs yeah and I mean I do that to you but a lot of times you don't want it (laughs) So. I appreciate it. I just want more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For me, loving is the bare minimum. That's another episode we're going to talk about love languages, right? Hey? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, obviously, like, all of this, like, even as we're saying it, I, like, almost kind of cringe because I'm, like, I'm making so many assumptions. Like, we make so many assumptions in, like, this whole podcast just because we kind of are using generic, like, mom, dad, husband, you know? Like, there's just so many assumptions that go into it, but... Like, I feel like it's also interesting to just, like, note and point out, like, for same-sex couples, like, I wonder what that's like to navigate Mm -hmm. because, like, you're operating outside of gender roles. And so it very much is communication and, like, what are you good at? What do you want to do? Like, it's very much focused on you personally as a person and not what society expects of you, I Mm -hmm. feel like, personally. Um that would be what I assume, but I'm not sure because obviously that's not our situation. Yeah, yeah. We can only speak for ourselves. And I think like our situation is so specific to ourselves. And like, we don't have a regular type of job. We don't have a regular type of relationship. I think there's no real like gender roles in our relationship. Yeah. I, I never felt that. So yeah, we just kind of, we just communicate it and just go with what works best. And, yeah. and I think that being said, like, obviously this whole podcast we've been talking from our own perspective but also like there's no right way to parent you know like anybody's experience like any couple's experience that looks very different from ours like if it works for you it works for you you know if you're happy you're happy and it's like this is more just what works for us yeah but i think that there is so much judgment around parenthood in general but it is so 
freaking hard and it's like you can't really judge other people for doing what works for them because mm-hmm. that's their life and that's like their time and their priorities and whatever and like you should also just shouldn't have to justify it that's don't be just... afraid to speak your mind don't be afraid to ask for help i think that's the biggest thing yeah and like yeah i know i know a lot of these things are like traditional generational but like it's 2020 like you know what i mean yeah. like there's no reason it really should that be, you shouldn't yeah. ask for help that like you know you shouldn't ha- do everything and that's how i personally feel like nina should not be doing everything under any circumstance yeah. especially because you're making all the money so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh um, yeah, I, I couldn't let that happen and that you know it's like i can't like just do what is traditional because even in our own cultures that's like the traditional way yeah is that way but like we chose to go the other the other direction yeah as much as i shouldn't say that i feel lucky i do feel very very lucky because i always duty yeah but that's the thing is i always grew up thinking that i would parent the same way that my parents parented and i kind of dreaded it like i didn't want to because i saw how much work it was yeah you know and so i feel like to be able to still do a lot of the things that I want to do and like to still be able to work on my career and also be very present in like a blues life is like really great. And I feel like the only way we were able to do that is through communicating with each other, like what it is that we expected. And I will also say that, yeah, don't, we talked about this before, but do not have this conversation like right before you have a child or like if you're pregnant, like I would definitely like I think that if you We've want been to talking have, about this for so long. Yeah, like, we, like I think met. that if you want to have children at some point in your life, you should have this conversation with your potential partner that you want to build that life with because it will be very telling what the expectations are and don't assume that you know oh like i'll be able to change this person's opinion or like they'll change their mind in the future like no Mm -hmm. like people will usually be pretty honest about what it is that they expect from you and what they expect from themselves and um yeah i (laughs) i feel like very early on we had these conversations and i was like this is fantastic amazing like i found an equal partner and even then like there's still so much that as it comes up like you don't really realize and yeah words are words but (laughs) yeah yeah you you really won't know until it happens but but again like our dynamic could have been extremely different just based on what situations we'd be in like if i did have a nine to five like and it was bringing in money i don't i don't see that it would be like like if i couldn't quit you know what i mean like i could have just quit because like maybe i was the one yeah if our situations were different then yeah maybe i would really enjoy being a stay-at-home mom and this is like not to knock stay-at-home moms yeah like it is hard (laughs) we talked about this so many times it is so difficult yeah it's just it's just that that's not something that i wanted so yeah i know that if if like if i had a nine to five where i actually would have to be away from my child i would be like so sad yeah i think that's that's literally all i would be talking about like yeah i need to go home and see my son like i would like be so giddy to just leave work you know what i mean yeah and i think a lot of parents do feel that way like i think that a lot of parents have given the option to like both be full-time stay-at-home parents I feel like a lot of people would. Yeah. Because, like, you miss a lot by being away from your child. Mm-hmm. And, like, being a stay-at-home parent isn't easy by any means, but you do get to see a lot of their milestones, which is, like, priceless. Yeah. So. 
communication. I feel like every single podcast just ends with communicate with your partner. But also break the stigma <laughs> of sexism in parenting. Yeah. Because it's huge, And that huge, goes for man. both men and women. There and architects. Seg- yeah. But that's the thing is that I feel like now there are a lot of universal bathrooms and family rooms that I've seen pop up in new malls. So I think like people are kind of starting to get it. To be fair, even though in those spaces, I mostly see mom in there yeah um they're building those spaces with intention and so hopefully that and having conversations like this does help for people to realize that it's normal you know Mm -hmm. and if if you're a dad out there and you want to be a major part of your child's upbringing like there is absolutely no shame in that and it's weird that there would be shame in that so (laughs) thank you for listening i hope you guys learned something valuable and you can follow us at Neens and Deans. And I am Dayon's Day Off. I am your girl Neens, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.